Welcome to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. Our program is designed to offer solutions to those individuals with exceptional needs, plus families, professionals, and educators. Dr. Sean and his guests will share ideas that you can begin using immediately in order to promote a harmonious relationship and move forward. Now, here is your host, Dr. Sean Surface. Good day, Voice America listeners. So good to have you with me today. You know, I've noticed that my microphone is a little echoey today, and I think it's the room that I'm in, so I do apologize for that. Uh, Very excited about today's show, taking on a whole different type of, uh, of idea today. Over many weeks, we've discussed a variety of topics from autism to stress to research last week. We had a great conference, an interesting conference, but it was a really nice show to have before we went off to the behavioral conference. So we've done stuff, again, from autism to stress to those research uh, shows to relationships. Today, I want to take on a big step, but I want to move towards a life philosophy that I think will help you get through the challenges in your life. The show's point is to give you lots of resources so that you're able to make choices amongst amongst those resources to support your own your own needs. I'm constantly trying to think of new ways to bring you positive thoughts and skills that you can use in your everyday life. So today, I want to talk about something that's called the Optimist Creed, created by a man named Christian Larson in the 19th and 20th centuries. Christian Larson was known as what's called a new thought leader, which is a really cool concept because it's In its title alone, it gives you this idea that you're about to learn something new, and I want that for you today. I want you to be able to listen to what we're discussing, take from it what you want, and and take from it an ability to improve your life. Your life is strong, your life is good, and oftentimes we have to have reminders for ourselves of that. So again, remember, your life is strong, your life is good. And oftentimes, we need those reminders. So today, I want to discuss some different aspects of the Optimist Creed with you and give you a better understanding of how it may affect your own life and help you in many situations. (coughs) Excuse me. So first, let's read the Optimist Creed so we know what we're talking about. Then we'll dissect it into each part of the treatise. So here's the Creed. Promise yourself, promise yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. Promise yourself to talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person you meet. Promise yourself to make all your friends feel that there is something in them. Promise yourself to look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true. Promise yourself to think only of the best, to work only for the best, and to expect only the best. Promise yourself to be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. Promise yourself 
to forget the mistakes of the past and press on to greater achievements of the future. Promise yourself to wear a cheerful countenance at all times and give every living creature you meet a smile. Promise yourself to give so much time to the improvement of yourself that you have no time to criticize others. Promise yourself to be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, too happy to permit the presence of trouble. That's the optimist creed. Many promises to yourself and how you can interact in the world in a positive fashion. One of the things that I'm trying to promote on the show is something that's called positive psychology. Now, now positive psychology isn't like, okay, everything's great, everything's wonderful, be positive. Too often in our mental health field, we're all about trying to get rid of mental illness. Illness being a problem, illness being a deficit, illness being a disorder. In fact, we call them mental illnesses and mental disorders and intellectual disabilities. One thing that we want to be able to focus on is what is it in our lives that promotes happiness, that promotes a good feeling, that promotes a thought that we are good in the world and that the world around us is filled with good people trying to do good things for each other. We're so caught up these days in the news, in the negativity of our political system, scariness in schools. You know, one of the reasons why I did the show today on the Optimist Creed is today is March 15th, 2018. March 15th has another name. It's known as the Ides of March. It was given that name by a soothsayer, a future seer in Roman times, who told the emperor that something bad was going to happen on March 15th. Well, he was right. His fellow senators assassinated him on March 15th. So March 15th has kind of become associated with negative and with kind of it's a bad day, kind of like Friday the 13th. Well, it's not. It's a positive day. And there are good things happening all over the world, all over our state, all over our county, all over our city, and I'm sure right next door. Things, good things are happening all over. We tend to focus on the negative we tend to focus on the problems that exist in our lives without ever seeing the good things. 
I want to dedicate the show today to my wife, who is one of the hardest working people I've ever met in my life. She's so dedicated to others. She's so dedicated to kids. She's been a teacher for 30 years. And the last week has been pretty rough dealing with various things. But the thing about her that's so wonderful is that she perseveres. She keeps going no matter what the issue is. She will continue to help people, continue to have the desire and the motivation to make things good for others, even when people are harsh towards her. So today's show is dedicated to Patrice and her positive outlook on her all the good things that she does in this world. That's what positive psychology is about. Positive psychology is about finding things in your life that make you feel good, that make you happy, that make you want to exist. Not focusing on purely this desire to rid oneself of all the negative kind of punishing things out there. And we spend so much of our time thinking about how others are trying to disturb our peace. We tend to spend a lot of time thinking about ourselves more than others. We don't always make others feel good about themselves because we're trying to make ourselves feel good. We don't always think about the best but sometimes more focusing on getting done and getting through with something. We tend to want others to praise us and not be enthusiastic about them and their successes. We tend to really focus on our mistakes of the past and not focus on when a greater future can be. We kind of walk around with our heads down a lot, not our heads up smiling and interacting with others. We give a lot of time to thinking about our improvement, but we give even more time to criticizing how others are stopping us from improving. And at times, we spend all of our time being worried and angry rather than looking at the happiness that exists in our world. It's tough. It's not an easy, not an easy universe to exist in. Lots of things going on all the time. The news is scary. So here's an idea. Don't watch it. Many of us wake up first thing in the morning, and what's the first thing we do? We reach over, we grab our phone, and we start seeing. We start seeing who is trying to get in touch with us, we see news flashes, we see the negative things that have occurred throughout the the world, and we start our day that way. Well, interesting enough, Oprah was talking the other day, and, and she said that the way that she starts her day, and I've been trying to do this myself for at least the last week, is that when she starts her day, 
she's the first thing she does when she opens her eyes is she says thank you thank you for allowing me to wake up thank you for giving me another day thank you for giving me the people in my life thank you for giving me the people that make me think hard in my life and so it's a new way of thinking about things and it's a way that she allows herself to ground herself before her day starts so that she does have the ability to conquer the challenges without feeling like everything in her life is a negative. So this is the, 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 the theme of the show today. We're going to take a little break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about Christian Larson, the creator of the Optimist Creed, and we're going to get into it and dissect it a bit. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey. Breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice. Much of it conflicting. Some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuzo. To bust through the myths about feeding your baby, Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be, and our goal is to assist your family in having the supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, so I think we figured out the microphone thing, so it should be a little sound a little bit better. Um, thank you. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're talking today about the Optimist Creed and about optimism in general. Um, talking I- I- within the field of positive psychology, so that 
we get this understanding that we can accomplish the goals that we want to. We can get through the challenges in our lives, but it's not the only thing we have to focus on. We don't just have to focus on, oh, I got this challenge I've got to get through. Oh, I'm so anxious about this. Oh, I'm so worried about this. Oh, what am I going to do about this? You know, right now, well, let's, let's, let me say it a different way. Things that happen to us that we think about in the, in the past, that's what we get depressed about. Things that we're worried about in the future, well, that's worry, anxiety, that's future thinking. What's the best solution for it all? Can we stay in the right now? Can we stay in the present? Because right now, right this second, at whatever it is in the morning on this Thursday morning, I'm good. Things are good. I feel good. The outlook of life is good. I haven't had any problems hit me yet. So I'm good. So let's stay within that feeling of what do you feel like right now? Not what do you feel like right now because you're thinking about what happened or what do you feel like right now because you're thinking about what will happen But how is it going at the moment? Living the present. So Christian Larson started this this optimist creed and this idea. He was born in 1866, lived to 1955. So he lived a good long life. He was an American new thought leader and teacher, as well as a prolific author of metaphysical and new thought books. He was credited by Horatio Dresser as being the founder of the New Thought Movement. Many of Larson's books remain in print today. In fact, you can go on uh, like Amazon and you can type in uh, Christian Larson and you'll see for about 15 bucks, you can get a copy of all of his books on either Kindle, on a CD or, um, or, or sent to you. But you can get them very easily, and there are many of them. Many of Larson's books, more than 100 of them, oh, sorry, many, many of his books written more than 100 years after they were first published, and his writings influenced very notable New Thought authors and leaders, including religious science founder Ernest Holmes. Larson was born near Forest City, Iowa, and he was Norwegian. He attended the Iowa State College and Midville Theological School, which is a Unitarian theological school, and that's in Pennsylvania. In his early 20s, he became very interested in the mental science teachings of Helen Williams, Henry Wood. Henry Wood is a trip. If you've never read any Henry Wood, he's really into the metaphysical world. And Charles Brody Patterson. Now, these are all like 19th century, excuse me, 20th century writers, writers from the early 1900s, some of them actually from the 19th century. In 1898, Larson relocated to Cincinnati. In January, he organized the New Thought Temple at his residence. In September of 1901, he began to publish Eternal Progress. For several years, one of the leading New Thought periodicals, building it to a curriculum of over a quarter of a million prescribers. So that's a huge circulation. 
It was really getting a lot of people to think in this way. Meanwhile, he began his prolific book writing career. Larson relocated to Los Angeles in 1911, and he married Georgia Dubois on February 14th, 1918, Valentine's Day. They had two children, Louise Dubois Larson, born in 1920, and Christian D. Larson Jr., born in 1924. The family lived in Beverly Hills for, for many years. Larson later became honorary president of the International New Thought Alliance and lectured extensively during the 1920s and 30s. Now, during the 1920s and 30s, you had a big movement in regards to new religion, new thought, metaphysical. People were getting into all sorts of things, even seances. And um, Oh, why am I blanking on his name? Um, well, lots of different metaphysical writers. Uh, Casey, Edgar Casey. Edgar Casey was huge, and he was a prophet of the time, and he would go into these deep thoughts and kind of take a nap, but he would, his wife would sit next to him, and he would come out with all of these future ideas and thoughts, still things today that are coming to be, including cell phones, the, the high use of the internet. Anyways, he was a trip. So if you ever want to read anything about prophecy in the future, read Edgar Casey. So again, he did a lot of lecturing in the 20s and 30s, and he was a colleague of such notables as William Walker Atkinson. Again, new Charles Brody Patterson and the home of truth founder Annie Ricks Miltz. Millets. Millets was a uh, an amazing person, and really the home of truth. A lot of different religions came out of there, whether you like them or not. And one of them, we really believe, Elron Hubbard had a lot of connection to Annie Ricks Millets. In any case, all of these new thought systems were coming out in the twenties, thirties, forties. We also had science fiction that was really starting then. So again. This idea of future thinking it was also a time period when movies went from silent to sound. And so now all of a sudden you had a whole new existence of how people would portray stories. So early in the career of Ernest Holmes, Larson's writing so impressed him that he abandoned Mary Baker Eddy's Christian science textbook, The Science and Health, The Key to the Scriptures for the writings of Larson instead. Ernest and his brother took correspondence courses with Larson, and in his biography of his brother, Ernest Holmes' his Life in Times, Fenwick, who was his brother, elaborates on the influence of Larson, uh, Larson's thought on Ernest's ranking Larson, what did he call him, the ideal made real with Ralph Waldo Trans in tune with the infinite and its influence uh, over him. So he influenced a lot of different people. He influenced the writing of many different people. In 1918, Larson joined the staff of the Science of Mind magazine as the associate editor and frequent contributor. He was on the permanent faculty of the Ernest Holmes Institute of Religious Science as a teacher. In 1912, Larson published a poem that eventually became the Optimist Creed, 
which in 1922 was adopted by the Optimist International, better known as the Optimist Clubs. Now, he wrote a lot of different books. In 1907, he wrote two books, The Great Within and The Mastery of Fate, very short little pamphlet books that you can read in one sitting, uh, each story giving you a little bit something else. Uh, 1908, How to Stay Young. Again in 1908, he wrote On the Heights. Uh, in 1909, he wrote a book called The Ideal Made Real or Applied Metaphysicals for Beginners. So Applied Metaphysics, excuse me, for Beginners. So this is all about the metaphysical world and being able to see beyond just religion and how spirit and how our, our soul guides us and strengthens us. In 1910, he wrote Perfect Health. Um, in 1910, he also wrote Your Forces and How to Use Them. Your Forces and How to Use Them. In 1911, he wrote Demons, a short dramatic monologue. In 1912, he wrote How to Remain Well. So again, you see a lot of these about health and keeping yourself strong. 1912, he also wrote, Just Be Glad. In 1912, he was prolific. He wrote Mastery of Self, The Mind Cure, Thinking for Results, What is Truth, and How the Mind Works, all in regards to metaphysical forms of keeping yourself strong and healthy. In 1913, he wrote The Pathway of the Roses, Brains and How to Get Them, in 1916, he wrote a book called Nothing Succeeds Like Success. In 1916, he also wrote What Right Thinking Will Do. What Right Thinking Will Do. In 1918, he wrote Healing Yourself. And in 1920, he wrote Concentration. Now, all of these books tended to focus on your health, your mental status, your interactions and relationships with friends, love, God, how to connect all five things together, how to concentrate on the positive, how to look forward to your daily life, how to influence other people in positive thinking, how to become successful in your goals, how to develop yourself as a person. All of these areas were part of what Larson promoted, and it's what the Optimist International Club promotes today through our youth. So we've got another break. When we return from the break, I want to talk a little bit about Optimus International and some of the things that it does, and then we can talk about the creed. Okay, so we'll be back in a couple minutes.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be. And our goal is to assist your family in having the supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Now, if you're interested in what I've been talking about this morning, please call in because we'd love to be able to see what your thoughts are and how you utilize optimism in your life and how you you can utilize this creed in your life. You don't have to – there's nothing wrong that you would say if you call. So please, don't be afraid. Call in. Okay, so the Optimist International Club. You probably have heard of it before. It's a youth-oriented club. So let's talk about it a little bit. Optimist International is an international service club organization with 2,900 clubs and almost 87,000 members in more than 35 nations throughout the world. The international headquarters is located in St. Louis, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri. USA Optimist International is also the sponsor of the Junior Optimist Octagon International, designed for elementary school through high school age youth. Optimist International's motto is friend of the youth, friend of youth. And the organization also you, you blah, also uses the branding statement, bringing out the best in youth, in our communities and in ourselves. Optimist clubs demonstrate their caring attitude by carrying out the mission of the organization and by providing hope and positive vision. Optimists bring out the best in kids. 
Optimus International is made up of autonomous optimist clubs that do the work in their communities. Each club raises its own funds and chooses its own service projects to improve the lives of children. Examples of typical projects are sponsoring young athletic leagues, scholarship essays, and speech contests, and supporting local schools. The international organization was founded at a convention in Louisville, Kentucky in 1919, uniting various local and regional clubs, the first of which was founded in Buffalo, New York in 1911. At the convention, the first official charter of the international organization was awarded to the club in downtown Indianapolis, Indiana, which was founded in 1916. The turn of the century was a turning point in the organization's storied history. Following the International Convention in Reno, Nevada, the inaugural Optimus International Junior Bowling Championship took place there. Junior bowlers battled for the right to be called the Optimus Champion. In July of 2001, Optimus found themselves seated in the White House, pledging to support U.S. President George W. Bush's goal to mentor one million children in the Optimus International, President Bob Gardner called the meeting yet another sterling example of Optimus bringing out the best in kids. Also, in 2001, Optimus International introduced the Childhood Cancer Campaign to provide awareness and support of children battling cancer and challenges their families face. In 2004, the organization made a million-dollar commitment to John Hopkins to underwrite a research focus. Optimus International signed up the first Friend of Optimus in 2005. Now, this was a class of membership that actually allowed individuals to show their support to the organization's mission if they were unable to commit to the big-time traditional as a traditional club member. Also, in 2005, the Optimus Junior Golf program expanded to include Optimus International Tournament of Champions for the top performing junior golfers ages 14 to 18. On October 1st, 2006, the first female international president in Optimus history, Ronnie Dunn, took office for the standard one-year term. In October 2007, Theo Golding of Jamaica became the first international president from outside of Canada or the United States. So you can see that the Optimist clubs have spread out all over the world. And you have now, as an international organization, people of all different ethnicities, genders. It's a, it's a very good organization. With children being introduced to the internet at an earlier and at earlier and earlier ages, the organization began an internet safety program in 2008 to keep children educated and safe from online predators. There are currently about 87,000 individual members and as I said, 2,900 autonomous clubs. Optimus conducts 65,000 service projects each year, serving 6 million young people. Optimus also spent 78 million on their communities annually. The, uh, the organization's philosophy is this. The Optimus International sets out statements of mission, vision, and purpose. 
These summarize its goals to aid and encourage youth development. In 1922, the Optimist Creed was adopted as the official creed of the organization. So we've been talking a lot this morning about positive psychology, about the Optimist International Club, and about the Optimist Creed. And what I'd like to do now is I want to go back to the Optimist Creed and I want to look at each part of the Creed. So the first part of it starts off, promise yourself. Promise yourself. That's a big commitment. See, you can promise somebody else and hopefully you keep your promise and you follow through. But you can also negate a promise that you make to another person. Very difficult to negate a promise you make to yourself. If you make a promise to yourself, you're committing to something different in your life. If there's a life change... That means that many different forces are going to come into play into how you're going to guide your life and how you're going to be a successful human being. Promising yourself means that you're taking on an obligation. It's committing yourself. really deciding that you're going to do something different than you've done before. It's not an easy commitment, a promise. A promise can so easily be broken because they're hard. It's hard to keep up the aspects of different people's needs, different people's desires, because often you're making a promise to somebody else. You're promising an individual that you will do something, that you will stop doing something. When we have a truth in our life, we do have to make sure that we're true to ourselves first. Very easy to say, oh, I promise I'll do that. Oh, yes, I'll make sure that I do that. I promise. I promise that'll happen. It's hard to keep them going. Because sometimes, you know, you're going to make a promise about something. And you really didn't think about all the aspects of how that was going to affect your life. So the promise that you make, yeah, you desperately want to keep it. You want to be able to have people think of you as a promise keeper, that you're not a person that breaks promises, that just says something to make somebody happy. But when you take on something like the Optimist Creed, You're making promises to your own life.
it's funny, it's raining very hard outside, and it's almost like it's washing away one old existence to bring in a new. The promise that you make, you first make to yourself. That I promise that I have looked at all aspects of the situation and know what I'm getting myself into. I promise that I'll do my best to keep my promise. I promise that before I make a promise, I'll look at the aspects of the situation to see if this is something that I can hold on to. You know, the Optimist Creed is about 10 different promises, none of which are easy, all of which are pretty challenging. When we return from our break, which we'll have in a couple minutes, I'm going to go sentence by sentence and really look at the creed and see, are these things that are doable in everyday existence? Or is this something that is so metaphysical that it may not be possible to implement? And, you know, at times we might find that we can do some of the things in the creed and sometimes we can't. So when we return, we're going to dissect the Optimist Creed and see which parts of it will work for our lives. Be back in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be. And our goal is to assist your family in having the supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, welcome back to the show. We've got about 10 minutes left of the show today, and so I really am encouraging people to call in if you can, because we'd like to discuss your thoughts around some of the things I've been talking about today. Okay, so we're talking about the optimist creed and optimism and positive psychology, and specifically, we're now dissecting part of the creed. And the first part that we talked about was the promise to yourself and how that is a huge deal. Now, let's go on to the first creed. What are you promising yourself? Promise yourself to be strong, that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. Whoo, that's a big one. Strong enough that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. Well, one of the keys around keeping your peace of mind is being reasonable with yourself in regards to what the expectations are for peace and what is peace and calm? What is what is it that you're looking for in your life? Are you looking for everything to go right all the time and for everything to be easy all the time? Because that ain't gonna happen. Life is not life is not easy, and you know, life is not easy and life is not hard. Life is filled with lots of things that you have to go through. And when you go through those things, that's your success. Your strength, your survival is your strength. Your survival is not your shame. So the only thing that can reduce your peace of mind is if you're not feeling good about what you have done yourself. If you do not feel that you are deservant of peace, you'll never have it. If you do not feel that you are in charge of your peace of mind, you'll never have it. If you believe that other people can disturb your peace of mind, can disturb your way of thinking, you'll never have it. Because you are in charge of your own mind. You are in charge of the peace that comes into your life. Nobody sets out to make your life peaceful every day. And really, nobody sets out to make your life unpeaceful every day. The only person that does those two things are you. So to be strong 
and not allow anything to disturb your peace of mind means that you have to focus on yourself as the controller of your life. We call it internal locus of control. It's this ability to take responsibility for what happens in your life. Nobody, no matter how much they work against you, can do anything to change your peace of mind because you know what the aspects are that bring you peace and calm. And you can carry those things with you throughout your day. You're in charge of your peace of mind, nobody else. Secondly, promise yourself to talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person you meet. Now, what does that mean? When you, when you greet somebody and you come to them, you're going to ask them about how they are feeling. You're going to ask them about how they are bringing happiness into their lives. You're going to praise them and, and be interested in their prosperity. Because by thinking about their health issues, by thinking about their happiness, by thinking about whether or not somebody else can be prosperous and demonstrate prosperity, you're bringing those things to yourself. People need validation. They also need support. And one of the greatest things to be able to do is to say, hi, how are you? You know, sometimes you'll be passing somebody in the street and you go, hey, how are you? You're asking a question that you're not even wanting the answer to and you'll never get the answer to because the person's already walked away. So if you really are going to know how a person's health is, how a person's being is, then we're going to have to give them the opportunity to talk. So a big part of talking health, happiness, and prosperity is listening, is that ability to listen to somebody else and really focus in on their words and determine that they are the focus of your moment. Yeah, you want to tell them, I don't feel very good. I've been very unhappy. I'm struggling with taxes and everything's difficult. But if that becomes the complete conversation you have with somebody, then frankly, each and every time you have a conversation with somebody, they are going to see you as an adversive. Oh, here comes this person. All they're going to do is talk negative to me. So when you talk health, happiness, and prosperity, listen. Promise yourself to make all your friends feel that there is something in them. You know, we all want validation. We all want recognition for the different things that we're doing in our lives. But the most important thing is to listen to another person. Make them feel that they're important because they are. They're your friend. 
They're your spouse. They're your work colleague. They are important to you. So make them feel that you want to know what's going on in their lives. Number four, promise to look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism true. I will say that this is probably the most difficult out of the whole creed and the most important. You're going to, not that everything's going to be great and everything's going to be wonderful, but you're going to at least start off your day looking at the good things. Even the smallest little things. Oh, there are my shoes. They're next to the bed. <laughs> if that is where you need to start, then that is where you start. But there are so many good, wonderful things happening every day. Don't let them escape your perception by being so darkened by your challenges. Number five, promise yourself to think only the best, to work for the best, and to expect only the best. This is really hard. I have a difficult time with this. I expect the best, but I can't always do the best myself. And I try and I try, but it's a challenge. So go easy on yourself. Do your best. That doesn't mean it's going to be the best, but it's the best you can do. Number six, be as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. Yeah, it's real cool to praise yourself and tell everybody how wonderful you're doing. Ask them about themselves. Be enthusiastic about the success of others. They don't have many successes, you know, that get recognized. Be the one that recognizes the success. Promise to forget the mistakes of the past and press on to greater achievements of the future, not only for yourself, but for others too. Give them a break. Let the past stuff go. Move on to the new stuff. Try to wear a cheerful, number seven, try to wear a cheerful consonant at all times and give every living creature you meet a smile. It's hard, but give them that smile. Give as much time to the improvement of yourself that you don't have that time to criticize other people. And be too large to worry, too noble for anger, and too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble. We'll get to talk about these things again another day, but unfortunately, that's all for today's show. I want to thank you all for listening, and remember that on Strategies and Solutions, Living the Challenge with Dr. Sean, we're about your success. And know that each day can be the new future you dream of having in your life. See you next time. Blessings. Thanks so much for listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean. Living the Challenge. Be sure to join us again next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.